Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 13th, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. You created the day and the night, O God. You set the sun and the moon in their places. You set the limits of the earth. You made summer and winter. Our readings for today are Psalm 51 and 148. 2 Samuel 15, 19-37, Acts 21, 37-22-16, and Mark 10, 46-52. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 51. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified in your sentence, and blameless when you pass judgment. Indeed, I was born guilty, a sinner when my mother conceived me. You desire truth in the inward being, therefore teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and and right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from bloodshed, O God. O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud of your deliverance. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. For you have no delight in sacrifice. If I were to give a burnt offering, you would not be pleased. The sacrifice acceptable to God is a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Do good in Zion, in your good pleasure. Rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise God in the heights. Praise God, all God's angels. Praise God, all God's host. Praise God, sun and moon. Praise God, all you shining stars. Praise God, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God commanded, and they were created. 
God established them forever and ever. God fixed their bounds which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth. You see monsters in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling God's command. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for God's name alone is exalted. God's glory is above earth and heaven. God has raised up a horn for God's people. Praise for all God's faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to God. Praise the Lord. 2 Samuel 15, 19-37 Then the king said to Ittai the Gittite, Why are you also coming with us? Go back and stay with the king, for you are a foreigner and also an exile from your home. You come only, came only yesterday, and I shall today make you wander about with us while I go wherever I can. Go back and take your kinsfolk with you, and may the Lord show steadfast love and faithfulness to you. But Ittai answered the king, As the Lord lives and as my Lord the King lives, wherever my Lord the King may be, whether for death or for life, there also your servant will be. David said to Ittai, Go then, march on. So Ittai the Gittite marched on with all his men and all the little ones who were with him. The whole country wept aloud as all the people passed by. The king crossed the Wadi Kidron. And all the people moved on toward the wilderness. Abiathar came up, and Zadok also, with all the Levites, carrying the Ark of the Covenant of God. They set down the Ark of God until the people had all passed out of the city. Then the king said to Zadok, Carry the Ark of God back into the city. If I find favor in the eyes of the Lord, he will bring me back and let me see both it and the place where it stays. But if God says, I take no pleasure in you, here I am. Let God do with me what seems good to God. The king also said to the priest Zadok, Look, go back to the city in peace. You and Abiathar with your two sons, Hamaz, your son, and Jonathan, son of Abiathar. See, I will wait at the fords of the wilderness until word comes from you to inform me. So Zadok and Abiathar carried the ark of God back to Jerusalem, and they remained there. But David went up the ascent of the Mount of Olives, weeping as he went, with his head covered and walking barefoot. And all the people who were with him covered their heads and went up, weeping as they went. David was told that Ahithophel was among the conspirators with Absalom. And David said, O Lord, I pray you, turn the counsel of Ahithophel into foolishness. When David came to the summit, where God was worshipped, Hushai the archite came to meet him with his coat torn and earth on his head. David said to him, If you go on with me, you will be a burden to me. But if you return to the city and say to Absalom, I will be your servant, O king, as I have been your father's servant in times past, 
so now I will be your servant. Then you will defeat me for me the counsel of Ahithophel. The priest Zadok and Abiathar will be with you there. So whatever you hear from the king's house, tell it to the priests Zadok and Abiathar. Their two sons are with them there, Zadok's son Ahamaaz and Abiathar's son Jonathan, and by them you shall report to me everything you hear. So Hushai, David's friend, came into the city just as Absalom was entering Jerusalem. Acts 21, 37 through 22, 16. Just as Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, May I say something to you? The tribune replied, Do you know Greek? Then you are not the Egyptian who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 assassins out into the wilderness? Paul replied, I'm a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of an important city. I beg you, let me speak to the people. When he had given him permission, Paul stood at the steps and motioned to the people for silence. And when there was a great hush, he addressed them in the Hebrew language, saying, Brothers and fathers, listen to the defense that I now make before you. When they heard him addressing them in Hebrew, they became even more quiet. Then he said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus in Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, educated strictly according to our ancestral law, being zealous for God just as all of you are today. I persecuted this way up to the point of death by binding both men and women and putting them in prison. As the high priest and the whole council of elders can testify about me, from them I also received letters to the brothers in Damascus, and I went there in order to bind those who were there and to bring them back to Jerusalem for punishment. While I was on my way and approaching Damascus, about noon a great light from heaven suddenly shone about me. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? Then he said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. Now those who were with me saw the light, but did not hear the voice of the one who was speaking to me. I asked, What am I to do, Lord? The Lord said to me, Get up and go to Damascus. There you will be told everything that has been assigned to to you to do. Since I could not see because of the brightness of the light, those who were with me took my hand and led me to Damascus. A certain Ananias, who was a devout man according to the law and well spoken of by all the Jews living there, came to me and standing beside me, he said, Brother Saul, regain your sight. In that very hour, I regained my sight and saw him. Then he said, the God of our ancestors has chosen you to know his will, to see the righteous one, and to hear his own voice. For you will be his witness to all the world of what you have seen and heard. And now why do you delay? Get up, be baptized, and have your sins washed away, calling on his name. And from Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. They came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. 
When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And he sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, our readings for today. First, uh, we had Psalm 51, which you may remember is the psalm. uh, It's at least attributed to David at the time after he was caught uh, with the whole Bathsheba incident. And um, and this is his sort of psalm of lament and asking for forgiveness and, and a clean heart. So we catch up with David. He is on his way out of Jerusalem because Absalom has declared himself king. Uh, David's son, Absalom. And David is now on the way out of the city. And this story is an interesting one where he's basically asking people to not follow him, to go back. Uh, First, he says to one man who is coming, who, who... only recently came to Jerusalem. He was an exile from his own country, and he's following David. And David says, why are you following me? Right? Go, go back. Go have a comfortable life in Jerusalem. And he says, no, he's, I'm going to stay with you wherever you go. Okay. Then he turns to some of the priests, Abiathar and Zadok, and he says, you don't need to come with me. The, the Ark of the Covenant, they bring out along with David. They're bringing the Ark of the Covenant with David. And David says, no, I don't, I don't deserve that. If God is going to be gracious to me and God brings me back to Jerusalem to see the Ark of the Covenant, then great, praise be to God. But you guys, you need to stay here. The Ark of the Covenant, it needs to stay here in Jerusalem. I brought it here for a purpose and a reason. You don't need to take it away from the people. You two go back and you know what? Speak kindly for me. Be my eyes and my ears inside Jerusalem because I don't know what's going to happen. I pray that God will restore me back to this place, but I need your help. And then he goes up to the Mountain of Olives. And I did not, I have not made this connection before, but he goes up to the Mount of Olives. The same place, so he goes up crying, and the people are crying. The same place that Jesus will go up and pray that God would take this cup away from him. Another king, right? Another anointed one. Um, losing a crown. David is on his way out, being having been almost basically deposed of his kingship. He goes up the Mount of Olives. Jesus, this king who does not take upon himself power, but takes upon himself this misery of the cross, 
also goes to the Mount of Olives. That's it's just an interesting parallel and connection. Finally, David um, convinces another advisor of his to go back and go and and say that you'll be a servant of Absalom and serve him and give him wisdom and confound the words of his, of Absalom's advisor, right? Again, be my eyes, be my ears. Let me know what's going on in that court and speak, speak for me. David realizes that he's sort of lost the kingship partially because of his inattendance. He has not been dealing well. He's not been very, I guess, political. That has a dirty connotation to it. But he has not been really paying attention to what's going on um, in the court, in in whatever, right? Um, Absalom was able to sort of take the kingship out from underneath him because he was inattentive. So now he's going to be more attentive. And, and so he's setting things up, setting up spies and all that sort of thing. Um, then we have in Acts Paul addresses this guard who is taking him into custody. He says, you know, would you let me speak to the crowd? And first the, the guard says, oh, wait, you're not that Egyptian guy who led a revolt? No, I'm a Jewish guy. I come from Tarsus. Sure, yeah, you can address the crowd. So he addresses the crowd in Hebrew, um, and he tells them about his conversion. He tells them that he, like they, you notice that he makes this connection with them. Um, like you, I was very zealous for the law. I understand where you're coming from. Remember that they are angry at him because they think that he is telling people that they don't have to follow the law, that they don't have to follow the customs, that they don't have to honor the temple, these sorts of things. Paul says, I I get where you're coming from. I was there too. I, I was brought up. I was taught by Gamaliel. I was zealous in the law so much that I pursued people of the way. I had women and men arrested. But then Jesus met me. Jesus, Nazareth, Jesus the Messiah came to me and told me that he had a special job for me. And I was struck blind. The, the, People with me, they saw the light, but they did not hear the noise. Interestingly enough, uh, the first time that this is told, they hear the noise, but they don't see the light. Um, so an interesting sort of difference there. Anyways, and he, Paul continues to tell about Ananias coming to him and, and giving him his sight back and telling him that God has a special job, a special mission for you. So get up, get baptized, and go and do it. So Paul is beginning to tell this crowd who at this point has been very angry and very passionate about it and wanting to, him to die. Um, he's telling them the story of his own conversion, his own passion. He, he makes that connection with them. And he will continue to, to preach this sermon. Then we have um, Jesus coming to Jerusalem, and on his way in, he comes to Bethany, and there is a man who is blind. He's been blind from birth, and he's crying out, making a big noise, being, making a big ruckus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. People tell him to be quiet. 
one of the reasons that people are telling him to be quiet is because Jesus, son of David, is a messianic title. Um, politically, this is not a great move. This could cause a lot of um, suspicious glances. This could get um, the, the people who are in power not, would not be very happy about these sort of titles being given to Jesus, um, and already they're not very happy about it. But Jesus says, it's fine, just bring him to me. What do you want? He asked for his sight back. I told you uh, the last time we saw a blind man being healed, and remember Jesus sort of put mud in his eyes and he could see a little bit, but that people looked like trees walking around. That begins that sort of section. And we now see Jesus not only as sort of a prophet and Messiah, but something more. Jesus is preparing all his disciples for all of the terrible things that will happen in Jerusalem. And now he is ready to go into Jerusalem and there's another blind man. But this blind man, he says, you're healed. And immediately he sees. So now our vision as readers has been cleared. At the beginning of this section, we sort of had, had this mud rubbed in our eyes and it, it was it did not quite work, and we're, what's going on? Now we're going in with eyes made clear. We can see Jesus is going into Jerusalem, and terrible things are going to happen, but also great things are going to happen. Um, Jesus is preparing his disciples, and the author is preparing us as readers for what is to come. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. We rejoice in your generous goodness, O God, and celebrate your lavish gifts to us this day, for you have shown your love in giving Jesus Christ for the salvation of the world. Especially we thank you for the faith, life, and worship of the church. the sky above us, and the water around us. People who have helped us this day. Occasions for our work to help others. Surprises that have blessed us. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for this day and these blessings that you give us, even when they don't look so great. Gracious God, we know you are close to all in need, and by our prayers for others, we come closer to you. We are bold to claim for others your promise of new life in Jesus Christ as we claim them for ourselves. Especially we pray for the Roman Catholic Church, the victims of violence or warfare, those who are hungry and thirsty, those who share what they have with others. 
the healing of those who are sick. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for an anonymous situation. For Charlie, a friend of Bill's who's having family struggles. For Michelle, Mike's cousin, who has stage four cancer. For Pam, a friend of Bill's who's been transferred to a skilled nursing unit. For Raina, Amy's friend who is recovering from surgery and is going to have chemo. For Buddy and the other residents in his facility, uh, a staff person tested positive, and so they have locked down the facility. All the residents are fine at this point. We pray for Barbara, who is recovering from surgery, and for Wayne, who has health concerns. We also pray for Ernie, who is recovering from knee replacement surgery, and left up an online prayer request for Rebecca as well as for Mina. Great God, you are one God, and you bring together what is scattered and mend what is broken. Unite us with the scattered peoples of the earth that we may be one family of your children. Bind up all our wounds and heal us in spirit that we may be renewed as disciples of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the God of peace sanctify us entirely, and may our spirits and souls and bodies be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.